Oh, hell yeah. Welcome to the Patreon feed. I'm Dylan. I'm talking low because I've got my penis out. I'm talking high because I'm looking at Dylan's penis. Hi, everybody. Today, Dylan wants to talk about the band Nirvana. I want to talk about the religious state. No. Um, Dylan, we're in a weird position with the band Nirvana because we are... Uh, just old enough that people much older than us were like, oh, my God, Kurt's gone. But I could give a fuck. I was fucking seven when he died. Uh, was that true? I was nine when he died. Found out about him when I was 11. This guy, Mike Morris, was just like, you don't know about Kurt Cobain? He's like the Beatles, but he's one guy. And actually, there were three of them. That's. <laughs> I remember I was at summer camp when he died and someone told me and oh, I went, oh, bye. wow. Pardon me? You had an alibi. Very good. good. (laughs) And uh, but there a bee went into my ginger ale and I was like, yeah, okay, that guy's dead. But there's a bee in my ginger ale. So now I can't have this ginger ale. That's what I remember being like, can someone deal with this fucking bee? I don't care. This guy I'll never meet's dead. Yeah, you didn't give it be a day camp or summer or, or sleepover camp. Oh, day camp. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to be like, you're you went to fucking sleepover camp at nine. I didn't realize your mom was a monster. Can we get this piece of shit out of here for a week, please? I need to fucking relax. I need to take a shit. I need to take a shit. Door closed. Fucking guy walks in, just wants to talk about bees in his ginger ale. Jesus Christ. All right. So Nirvana uh, is Nirvana is very interesting in that they are the they are a band that is like we're super anti all of the establishment. And also they literally just rebranded punk as grunge because punk had too much of a negative stereotype and they wanted to be able to market this band. Like, it's very funny that like the most anti-commercial band was marketed to death. And I always find that very funny. I also love that the band that spun off from them is uh, this version, this, this generation's the last two generations version of, of fog hat. Yes. Well, that's, that's the other thing. Dave Grohl loves pop music. He's always loved pop music. And Kurt Cobain is, he's like the ultimate front man where he's like super charismatic, but also like, you know, whiny. Also, you always think of like, yeah, we had next to no money, but then you see all these punk bands in the 80s breaking all their equipment. I'm like, you had some money because you had to buy like a guitar every also, show. Yeah. Also, it's like, also like, I Kurt is just very generation. Like, don't you know how fucking hard it is? And it's like, yeah, I do. What about it? I, you know, but come on, like, it's just like those fucking guys. Like, they're just always around anything that is the arts, which is just that like fucking like. Ah. All I've got is all of these opportunities that I don't deserve. And I'm feeling the pressure. That's who fucking Kurt Cobain always comes across to me, which is like, I'm sorry that I don't want to participate. That's his energy. Yeah. Well, a lot of what that happened to them was they wanted to be cool. It seems like they just wanted to be cool to like a certain amount of people, but then they went so mega mainstream that Kurt Cobain was upset with it, but also you can see in interviews that like Christ Novoselic and Dave Grohl were like, no, this is fucking dope. This is yeah, like they like they literally <laughs> went from they were living essentially in their van. They had 12, 11 days in a recording studio. They were not a priority for the label. Um, if people could understand, like if actual people worked, like how do I say I don't want to sound like a fucking asshole, but you can actually see that this movement is coming. Uh, if you're looking at like independent music press. 
as like things like spin magazine became more and more prevalent it was the idea of like you look to the underground there was this whole sort of thing bubbling you hear about like alternative rock and stuff like that this is where all those roots came from because rock music was literally like like fucking poison and fucking molly crew and guns and roses all bands that fucking rule they fucking <laughs> rule but they are very similar and the thing is, is that people were just like, can I have something different? And because the world is a nightmare, and especially the 90s, everyone wanted to brand things as cultural movements. They couldn't just be like, all the songs literally go, and now someone wanted a song to go, booga, booga. and then that was what Nirvana was. Like Everyone like prescribes like, they were up from the underground. It's just like, no, people just wanted shorter, fun, angry songs. And that's what Nirvana provided. And even Nirvana was not prepared for it. Like Nirvana's biggest hit they like Kurt Cobain openly was like, I just ripped off the Pixies. I was just trying to write a Pixie song. Whoops. And I always just think about the Pixies being like, yeah, that's cool. Guy didn't even try. Just ripped us off, made more money in a fucking day than we ever did. Fuck that guy. But also the secret sauce there is Kurt Cobain is not an ugly man. Yeah, He's that's correct. Man, yeah. And yeah, uh, the, he made a good I mean, song. I'm going to also say this is I'm going to extend that to all of the pick like the Pixies. You look at them and you're like, what the fuck? guys? <laughs> but you didn't have to use the there's that story about Christopher Cross where Christopher Cross was like an easy rock guy and he was top of the charts. And then MTV came out. He made a music video and people were like, oh, woof. <laughs> yeah, like that was literally it was literally over day. But like, whoa, I didn't realize that fucking the Burger King was the guy I was listening to. Fuck that shit. Also, isn't the the song The Stroke that guy that guy put out like a bad music video and everyone was like, never mind. Har boo. <laughs> Who put that out? I'm trying to think of the guy's name. You know the song The Stroke? Booty dee Billy Squire. Billy Squire was like fucked by a bad music video, I think is what it was. Or like a terrible album cover, maybe. But it was something like really messed up where you're like, why isn't that guy? It was super something famous? like visual. Yeah, it was well, yeah, there were like... there are there were hotties and naughties exactly, but like, it's the whole thing of you're you're looking at grunge. Oh my god, we're gonna be the one of those people who like this is what I hate always hate about documentaries where they get someone who like almost was successful but oh, wasn't yeah. at the music forum they're talking the about best, to wax best... philosophical about that thing where it's like we just wanted to make something that was like Bill Anselmo did this with Pantera. He's like, we wanted to make something groovy that was also heavy. And he just said that seven different ways when telling me about his music. I'm like, yeah, you make noises. You big dumb Italian. You make good noise. Noise good. You don't need to say anything beyond that. I actually kind of wish Phil Anselmo would just fucking stop trying to be a fucking film. You make noise good. Yeah. I go, rah, 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 rah. And then they go, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> also, yeah. I think grunge proved what I knew and what all of us know. And, and I had friends that were in bands in high school. And I'm sure you did, John, is I, no one I, gives I, a I, dick full of piss about a fucking guitar solo, really. Well, I like a guitar solo. The other thing that reason why Nirvana also spiked really hard uh, is that in 1992 is when they started actually counting record sales. This is the other thing that is the best about the world. Before that, before something called SoundScan. Do you know what SoundScan is, Dylan? Sure. It's a predecessor to uh, other royalty accruing uh, services. But SoundScan was the first thing that counted the barcode scans at music stores to give you a accurate reflection of album sales. Which is why in the like 80, like it's why suddenly there was just suddenly like so many more subgenres and stuff like that, because it went from 
people just kind of made up record sales, which is why Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young is like the famous one. They made like a bunch of really shit albums and they all sold platinum. And like, you can't find fucking anyone who has the fucking Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young album where it's a bunch of hot dogs and the moon on the cover. And then in 1992, that's also when Garth Brooks spikes because they finally have like a count and they're like, uh, Garth Brooks's album just sold to every person in America. Uh, he is bigger than God. And like, that's the, the other thing that no one takes into account with the Nirvana story is it's like, they just started actually counting records after 40 years of fraud. <laughs> after 40 years of just guessing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. We think 80. Yeah. We think these are my, I like these guys, so they're going to win. Wait, what? Shut up. Shut the hell up. I mean... Yeah, and uh, did you listen to the first Nirvana album, Bleach? Of course, I suck. <laughs> you suck or they suck? I do. Uh, yes, of course. So uh, just to quickly bring us up to uh, their first album, they form in 1987 with two high school friends, Kurt Cobain and Kurt Novoselic. They do a variety of different um, bands, such as a Clearance Clearwater Revival Tribute Act. Um, this is sort of the only two stable people within the band. They go through guitarists and uh, they go through second guitarists and drummers constantly, finally settling uh, on Dave Grohl. Uh, no, no, but first it's Dave Foster, uh, then Chad Channing. Um, and then Chad Channing's not a real, that's an opening match wrestler. Chad Channing went on to be an opening ma match wrestler. Of course he did. Chad Channing, uh, Harvey Whippleman, Dwayne Gill. Exactly. Chad Channing, by the way, was uh, the drummer for Bleach, bringing us up to where you were. I did listen to Bleach. Nirvana had a bit of a renaissance in like my early high school years. A lot of fucking, let's be honest, a lot of like the punkers 14 were really into uh, Nirvana. And so I popped it on the old hi-fi. You know what I mean? Wow. Well, also, they had the fucking, they had a thing where you talk about things that wouldn't be okay today, but like. The fucking album cover that's just a fucking naked baby with his dick all over the place. Thank you. That's the, okay. That's their next release. In Which did you know this? Did you know this? Like I keep suing. Of course I know this. And I actually kind of am like, I'm kind of like, yeah, can we give this guy some money? It's really weird that they're like, 